of the victuals hidden in Christ, and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. <coughs> sin entered the world through one man, and through sin, death. And thus death has spread through the whole human race, because everyone has sinned. Sin existed in the world long before the law was given. 
There is no law and so no one could be accused of the sin of lawbreaking. Yet death reigned over all from Adam to Moses, even though their sin, unlike that of Adam, was not a matter of breaking the law. Adam prefigured the one to come, but the gift itself considerably outweighed the fall. If it is certain that through one man's fall so many die, it is even more certain that divine grace coming through the one man, Jesus Christ, came to so many as an abundant free gift. The results of the gift also outweigh the results of one man's sin, for after one single fall came judgment with a verdict of condemnation. Now, after many falls, comes grace with its verdict of acquittal. If it is certain that death reigned over everyone as the consequence of one man's fall, it is even more certain that one man, Jesus Christ, will cause everyone to reign in life who receives the free gift that he does not deserve of being made righteous. Again, as one man's fall brought condemnation on everyone, so the good act of one man brings everyone life and makes them justified. As by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous.
very interesting gospel today. It reminds me of um, my mother in some ways because whenever anyone quoted scripture to her, particularly people who come to the door and say, you know, we are from this church, and uh, she used to say to them, well, remember, even the devil quotes scripture. I suppose it's a, it's a reminder sometimes that when we can remember as a student when we were studying scripture, one of the priests, uh, our scripture uh, teacher, professor, always said that um, the one thing to avoid in life is what he would call citizen-based theology, where you pick your favourite passage and that's what you do, you ignore the rest. Sometimes we can pick on things in life which are, we see as important and ignore the other things which are equally important in life. I'm reminded today because today is the uh, Feast of St. David, the uh, principal of the patron saint of Wales. And I'm going down to see a friend of mine in Cardiff uh, Diocese this evening, Archbishop George Snap. And I'm bringing with me some daffodils, which are, I suppose, symbols of Wales. And I'm bringing them for a reason, because the daffodil, in many ways, I think, is not just a symbol of St. David, but it's about new hope. I was talking to a friend of mine who had just had a terrible experience in life, and uh, in fact, her, her husband had just left her, and she's left the record. And I gave her a bunch of daffodils, and she said to me, new beginnings, new beginnings. I think in some ways, when we think of Lent, it is about new beginnings, not new endings. Um, I'm reminded of uh, one of my favourite stories of my experience as hospital chaplain in the Royal. And one day, I received a phone call from uh, a young lady who was in responsible for the Everyman Theatre in Hope Street. And she said to me, we have eight boxes containing 60 bunches of flowers that we need to get rid of. She said, we use them for the play, we got them for nothing. Can you use them in the hospital? So I said, well, I don't know. Um, anyway, I went down to casualty with all these daffodils in the car. And um, the staff sort of grabbed a few and we decided to give them to some of the wards and it was a wonderful experience because um, all of a sudden everyone who had then serious looks on their faces started smiling. The nurses were going in the lifts and giving some other bunch of flowers and all of a sudden people started smiling. <coughs> and even the patients were going out of the theatre with a bunch of flowers in hand. It was a great experience, an awful lot of daffodils were given away that day. And in some ways, I think it's not just about St. David or about, but it is about new beginnings, and Lent is about that. It's about preparing for Easter, the resurrection. The idea that Jesus being taken from the desert, the preparation of 40 days, was about stealing himself in preparation for the challenges he was to face. It's about how do we deal with difficulties when they arise? Do we deal with them with hope in our hearts 
continue to deal with them in despair. Not again do we say, or do we see a new challenge as a new challenge. Lent is, I suppose, the, the classic way of looking at Lent is to understand, to find within ourselves the presence of Christ. That's the challenge. I think it's a great challenge. It's about our faith giving us a bunch of daffodils. It's about bringing bright warmth to others' lives and to our own. It's not about being miserable. It's not about doing without. It really is about steering ourselves for the challenge of life. In many ways, our, our faith is important, mostly in times of crisis. I think that, um, you know, where's faith in many situations? Where's the life? You see it very often, people's faith in the most awful circumstances. Uh, I suppose as a priest, in many, many times, it's at a funeral that you see real love and family. You see real care. It's not how much money people have in the bank or who they are. Or very often people get into balance and say, despite everything, they loved us and we loved them. Families really come together in times of grief. I mean, that is, that, I always find a funeral, a real sense of hope at times, particularly if you have a, a good funeral. It drives me crazy when I hear a priest refusing to let people be buried at uh, a funeral. You don't go to church because we said so. I said, well, I wouldn't need a pastor. In many ways, it's about a sense of hope. Christ brought hope to our lives. It's in these difficult situations that we really see people's faith. In moments of crisis, in moments of difficulty, Faith is what sustains us, which keeps us going. And Lent is a time for asking ourselves what our faith means to us. It is personal. It's about finding the presence of Christ in our own lives. So good luck in how you go about doing it. There's a real structure in the church for that. It's not just confession. It is about understanding and celebrating the Mass with the spirit of prayer and understanding. That opening prayer in today's Mass is really powerful. It really is about where we are and who we are. So God bless you in your own challenge. God strengthen you in your own lives. And may you find within that your own daffodils which bring new hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. <coughs> We stand please to that side. I believe in one God.
for the church that the prayer, fasting and almsgiving of Lent may bring forth a new springtime of faith in our lives. Glory in your mercy. For all believers, that we may be touched by the word of God each day and strengthened for life's journey by the bread of life. Lord, in your mercy. For those whose lives have been ruined by falling into temptation, that they may know God's merciful love. Lord, in your mercy. For all those who have died recently, especially Joseph Finley, Susan Glover, Carol Harris, and Leah Giddens. Lord, in your mercy. Let us ask for the prayers of Mary, Mother of the Lord, as we say. Blessed are you, Lord, a God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given human hands of made. It will become for us the bread of life. Yes. 
Bless thou you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wise water, fruit of the vine and blood of the human heart. It will become our spiritual gift. Lord God, we ask you to receive us and be pleased with the sacrifice we offer to you, with humble with contrite. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, 
and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for them for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of
look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and grant us all the peace and unity of your kingdom, where you live forever. takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. May the body of Christ bring me to the last one.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.